Welcome to the Empowered Mama Project. I'm your host, Michelle Trent, fitness expert, athlete, coach, self-love and food freedom advocate, and most importantly, mom. This podcast is for you if you're looking for health, healing, and empowerment through your journey. So join me each week as we discuss topics ranging from health, fitness, motherhood, and everything in between so that you can learn how to break free from those limiting beliefs and live the empowered life that you are meant to live. I'm so happy that you're here, so let's do it. Before we dive into anything else, I feel that it's very important for me to share my story with you guys and my journey through pregnancy, Everett's birth, 2020, and the start of my healing journey so that you guys can understand how we even got here. To get started, we're going to talk about July 18th, 2022, the start date of this podcast, and why it has such a big meaning in my life. Well, July 18th, 2020 was the day that I hit my knees crying and begging God to please put my life back together. It was in shambles. I had hit what felt like rock bottom and then realized there was a trap door and it went even farther. And two years ago, it felt as if God was saying to me, I'm going to heal you and I'm going to make you a better person. And I'm going to thrust you into becoming a new person with a better, wonderful life. But before I can do that, I'm going to strip you of anything and everything that is holding you back, that is tying you to your old ways, that is tying you to fear and stress and struggle and anxiety. So over the past two years, I have been on a deep healing journey that has been wonderful and horrific and eye-opening and everything in between. But also over the last two years, I have been working on projects that I am super passionate about and excited about. And I've also been building the confidence to actually put those projects out into the world. And a few weeks ago, I was reminded through iPhone memories that July 18th was coming up. And I said to myself, it's time. It's time. It's my turn. Time to launch this podcast. Time to launch these projects. You're capable. You're smart. You can do all of this because this is what you have been working towards for the last two years, for the last 32 years. And here we are, July 18th, 2022. And it's the first episode ever of the Empowered Mama Project. My goal with this podcast, besides empowering you through motherhood, is to give you guys 10 to 15 minute mini podcast episodes so that you guys can actually pay attention to these. I want them to be as easily digestible as possible so that you can hear the information and implement it into your life. And I know for me personally, it is extremely hard for me to sit and focus on an hour long podcast. Once I reach the 20 minute mark, it is hard for me to finish it. Um, Even if I have it going on in the background, I can't really focus. I'm not really learning anything. So that's why I'm here to make it short and sweet and wonderful for you guys. For this first episode, we are going to talk about my pregnancy, my health complications towards the end of my pregnancy, and kind of the awakening that happened and that started happening while I was pregnant with Everett. In 2019, I found out I was pregnant, and before I got pregnant, 
I really didn't even know if I wanted to be a mom, but I always live by the mentality that if it happens, it happens and it'll be great. And when I found out I was pregnant, I was very excited and I was doing really well in my life and I just assumed that having a child would not change that much. So if you're a mom or a parent and you're listening to this, you can go ahead and really laugh at that one. <laughs> Through all of the excitement that comes with being pregnant, the sonograms, buying stuff for the baby, finding out the sex, something started happening that I was not prepared for and I got depressed. And everybody, including my doctor, my dad, my then husband, just attributed it to pregnancy hormones. And at the time, so did I. But now that I've gone through this journey, I can look back and I can understand that that was the beginning of my healing journey. It's like the rose-colored glasses were coming off and the wounds were being opened. And in my case, God was saying, you got to fix that. During my pregnancy, my mother was not involved. And although there are reasons for this, she is older. She's in her 70s. Um, despite that, this opened up some very deep wounds in my heart. And it opened up my mother wound. Um, and while in the past I really just tried to throw a Band-Aid on it and get back to life, this time around I physically, mentally, and spiritually just could not I could not get over it. It it was painful, and I had to accept the pain. And so I got depressed, but I also at this time started questioning things like, will I really love this child? How will I love this child? Will I be a good mom? And everybody around me could not understand why I was even questioning this. They were like, of course you're going to be a great mom. What are you even saying? My dad was extremely confused by all of this. He had never seen me be so emotional in like my entire life. And I think during my pregnancy was the first time in my entire life that I had ever cried in front of my dad. Um, or even just on the phone. I think it was the first time he's ever seen me like really cry. Like as a human being. <laughs> So I'm questioning these things. I am going down this rabbit hole. I am asking, will I even love this child? And will I be able to bond with this child? Which I kind of understand that this is something that all mothers go through to some extent during pregnancy. And people, again, were just, they didn't understand. But in my mind, I was saying, how am I going to give love and emotionally bond with this child when I have never had that or learned how to do that in my entire life? And of course, I have loved people and I've been in love, but I've always been emotionally guarded. Again, my dad hadn't seen me cry in my entire adult life until I was 29 years old. So I was emotionally guarded and I had a huge wall around my heart from previous traumas, pain, and all of that, like everybody else does. But when you have a child, you just cannot keep a wall around your heart like that because your children are going to punch through that wall like a Kool-Aid man and you have to keep them safe and you have to keep them loved and you have to show them emotions and you have to be there for them and you have to be connected to them. And it's really, it's really hard because although you want them to be in there, you want them to be in your heart, you want them to feel your emotions and love and you don't want them to be emotionally unavailable like you, once you let them in, all of the other bad stuff starts to trickle out. So all the trauma and the pain and the fear, that starts to come out. 
And so when this happens, you can do one of two things. You can either shut them out. You can start building that wall back up and create some distance between yourself, between your kids, whatever the case is, or you can heal those parts of yourselves. You can let those pieces flow out of you and work on them one by one. And this started happening during my pregnancy. The wall around my heart started getting pierced with every sonogram, every kick, every little baby sock that I saw, every book, every time that I was reminded that I was going to be a mother my the wall was getting pierced and what was becoming abundantly clear was that the wounds that I had and specifically the mother wound that I carried for 29 years was deep and ripping open and this was the beginning of my journey to heal that wound so beyond all of the things that were happening to me emotionally during my pregnancy there were also some complications and I've shared this part of the story a little bit on my Instagram when it happened, but now that I've had some time to view things in retrospect, I have a clear understanding of everything that happened. So during my pregnancy at my 20-week anatomy scan, they told us that Everett had an abnormality with his kidney. They did tell us it was kind of common for boys, but it could cause issues later. And they also told us that it was a marker for Down syndrome. So we had to start seeing a specialist and we got him tested for Down syndrome. Again, this is a not a big deal. Um, disclaimer, we would have loved him regardless. He would have been the most lo- he is and would have been the most loved little boy in the entire world. Um, But this happened around 20 weeks, and then for a few weeks, we followed up, and then everything started to sort itself out. His kidney was fine, and we were in the clear for a healthy pregnancy. Up until this point, I was still working out. I was eating healthy. I was doing what I was supposed to do. I was still training clients. Um, I was still teaching kickboxing. I was still taking kickboxing. I literally just quit doing jujitsu right before the anatomy scan. Um, So everything was fine. Or so I thought. But around 30 weeks, I started developing horrible morning sickness. Horrible morning sickness. And this was extremely weird because I did not get morning sickness in the beginning. I think I threw up maybe one time my entire pregnancy up until that point. But at this point, I I was sick. I could not eat. I could hardly drink water. It was the middle of summer in Texas, so it was hot. I needed to be hydrated. Um, I started throwing up more. I was nauseous all day long. I was feeling faint. Um, It was horrible. And if you're a mom who has experienced these things, you know exactly what I had. You know exactly what was happening. Um, But let me tell, for the rest of you guys who don't know, let's talk about it. Um, So unbeknownst to me, I had a condition called hyperemesis. And for some people, this can be very serious. And for some people, it can be pretty mild. And for me, it only got serious one time. But basically, this is like morning sickness on speed. (laughs) You get sick. um, You can't eat. You start getting dehydrated. You feel nauseous all day. Some women even lose an extreme amount of weight and have to be hospitalized. It can get very serious, and it's very miserable. And I ended up having this. um, Again, it only got serious for me one time. 
I was still training clients and one day I drove up to the gym and I was not feeling good. I was shaky. I was kind of having blurred vision. I had no idea what was going on. And I texted my client and I said, hey, I think I need to cancel. I think I need to go to the hospital. Um, I'll text you later and let you know what's happened. Well, she instantly called me and she was like, don't move. I'll take you to the hospital. And I kind of was like trying to insist that I'm okay. I'll be able to make it to the hospital. But she insisted and she ran down and she drove me to the hospital. And that's where my then husband met me. Well, I was extremely dehydrated. I had to get fluids. Um, I stayed there for a little while and we were terrified. This was a very scary thing for us. And this was something that we were not expecting to happen at all. I think at this point, I'm around 32 weeks pregnant. So I'm texting my family and letting them know, hey, I've got to go to the hospital. I don't know what's happening. We are scared. I'm scared I'm going to have to have Everett early or something. I was freaking out. Um, ultimately, it was just hyperemesis. But the truth be told, we didn't know anything about this condition. The worst part about this situation is that even through this, while I was at the hospital, my doctors did not explain this condition to me. They gave me a packet at the end of my trip to the ER and basically did not explain anything. And on the back of the packet, there was one little paragraph about hyperemesis and explaining what it is. So I then had to look it up and figure out what was wrong with me. And let me tell you, that was really frustrating because the research that I found it turned out that this could be a very serious condition and I had no idea and they just treated it so nonchalantly. Um, Like through my research, I found out that like Amy Schumer had it and other celebrities had it and they were very vocal about it and how serious it could be. And thankfully I'd only had it for a few weeks and I was only hospitalized that one time, but I think it could have been worse. And so I was frustrated with my doctors, but at that point we're in the home stretch and I really did like my main doctor It was just his associates that I really did not like, which was really surprising because these were all women. They were all female doctors, so you would think that they would have really kind and gentle bedside manner, but they did not. Um, The next time that I went to the doctor, I had developed really severe carpal tunnel, which I know is really common in like later pregnancy, but I was wearing hand braces on both hands, and it got to the point where... I could not sleep at night. I was sleeping one to four hours max, and that was all split up from me, like, moving from the bed to the couch. I would take baths in the middle of the night. My then-husband would literally rub my hands until he fell asleep because I was in pain. I would literally cry myself to sleep at night. So at my next doctor's appointment, I think I was around 34 weeks, and I had this one doctor who I just did not like. She seemed very personable, but she was not very kind at all. And so I am telling her about all my ailments, about my severe carpal tunnel, how much pain I'm in, that I'm following all the rules, I'm wearing the braces, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, I'm trying to eat small meals, but I'm still feeling sick, I'm still dehydrated, I still feel horrible, and I'm like begging her to please help me, and I'm telling her these things, and I'm crying, and she just looks me dead in my face and says, well, that's just being pregnant. So the problem with this mentality that my doctor had was that I was actually sick. I knew it in my heart, and I knew that you don't just go from having a super healthy pregnancy where you're doing kickboxing and you're training all your clients and you're eating healthy and you're drinking all your water and you're completely fine, your blood pressure's great, everything's fine, 
you know, I knew that you didn't just go from that to not being able to walk from your car to your apartment. And that is what was happening. And maybe the doctors just thought I was somebody who was not taking care of my health and, you know, not doing proper prenatal care. But that was not the case. I was doing everything right. And I was still getting sick. And people around me started to notice. One day I was training a client and a man who was a nurse practitioner who worked out at the gym came up to me while my client was getting water and said to me just kind of casually, hey, are you okay? And I said, yeah, why? And he was just like, he's like, watch, well, do you need water? Are you, are you doing okay? And I said, yes, I'm fine. And I blew him off because at this point I'd gotten so many comments on how big I was that I was just frustrated by them. But now this is one of those retrospect moments where I look back and I know, I think, wow, people could tell something was wrong with me. My doctors did not take me seriously. And because of that, I had a traumatic birth. And I'm going to go over that in episode two. I'm going to go ahead and throw out a trigger warning because it can be a very intense story. So if you're pregnant, I would advise against it. If you don't think you can handle an intense story, then maybe skip it. But I do hope you listen because for better or for worse, the birth of my son is one of the most life-changing things that has ever happened to me. It is the reason that I am the way I am today and the reason that I'm so passionate and different from who I was before I had him. And I just want to leave this episode on a very positive note and say this. If you are at a period in your life where you are going through pain and suffering, I just have to say It gets better, so please hold on. Even if you don't feel like that or you can't see it, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And even if you can only see a little glimpse of that light, just keep walking, keep moving forward, take small steps, take it day by day or minute by minute if you have to. But I promise you that there is life after the pain and suffering and it gets so freaking good and I'm so glad that you guys stayed around until the end and I hope you enjoyed listening to the first episode of the Empowered Mama Project and I cannot wait to create more for you guys